Hello and welcome to another episode of Fresh Guac. I'm Nathan and I'm here with Emmanuel and Good Gio evening. and two guests, Evan and Ben. Um, today's subject is a little bit sensitive, so we're going to try not to offend anybody and we apologize in advance if mm-hmm. we do. Um, the idea came from something that I saw on my Instagram feed. Uh, a friend of mine posted a similar question sticker on his story um, and so I just took that and kind of changed the question up a little bit. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to ask an initial question. I'm going to get all the guys' opinions. Um, Then we're going to go through some responses that I have here. And then I'll ask their opinion again at the end, see if it's changed at all. Um, So my initial question is, should we allow LGBTQ plus people um, to be welcome to worship in our churches? Um, I personally believe so. Um, even though the Lord says to, the Lord, I mean, the Lord says to accept everyone and to accept anyone, um, so I personally think that we should, even though, um, he also says that, uh, LGBTQ people, um, are sinners, I think that we should accept them. Sorry if I offend anyone, I'm not trying to, this is just my opinion, uh, yeah, so I think that we should welcome anyone in our churches, SDA churches. What about you, Gio? Um, I have to say, um, for me, like the LGBT um being welcomed into our our the SDA churches is a, a topic that really hasn't been addressed. Um. It's like, it, it's, for me, like, it's something that's not brung up very often. It, it's like, um, I don't know how to, like, put it into, like, terms where it sound, where when it sound like a, it, a bad thing. Because, for, for me, like. I'm glad that they're coming, like they're coming into the church and they want to have the ability to worship God, and you know, talk to other people about their relationship with God. But you know, some some people like some people seem to see them not as people, see them as less than that because of you know their views and for me I had to like I had to learn when becoming a Seventh-day Adventist that everybody has their own views and for me like for me I believe in what I believe in and because and nobody can stop me from believing that I believe that. Or, you know, you know what I mean. Like, I, like let's say I believe that um, the sky is green. Nobody can change my mind except for myself. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And for, like, for this topic, like, I have, I have gay friends that are SDA. And for me, I see them as people rather than seeing them as, oh, 
you know, let me stay away from them and all this other stuff. Like, I... We have to... People have to understand that they're not, like, a different breed. They're not, like, a certain type of animal that you have to treat a certain way. These are real people. Like, uh, it's it's just a topic that, like, in our church we don't talk about. And that, like, mm. ugh, I'm, I'm going to stop there because, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that more church needs to talk about that we don't talk about. But yeah, I'm not going to go on a rant about it. Um, Evan or Ben, do either of you have an opinion? Well, this could be a very um, broad subject depending on what way you look at it. But I'm just going to go at, at it from like a worship point of view. So, like, everybody has a unique relationship with God. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so, I might have, I'm going to have my own relationship with God. That's going to be between me and him. And I'll save some, take for example, we're going to call him Simon, and he's gay. Okay. Simon, he's going to have his own <laughs> relationship with God. And whether he's gay or not or whatever, that's between him and God and not between him and the church like it's not for mm. somebody else to say like hey you shouldn't be doing this this and this because you know it's wrong or something like that because that that's between them and god and it's really none of your business right yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense um what about you ben <clears throat> i think um we cannot call them sinners when we are doing the sinning ourselves mm. yeah big facts big facts that's very important um, okay, so what I did um, after I saw this friend of mine post an initial question, his was actually also kind of a touchy subject. I don't think it's quite as touchy. Um, his question was, should child molesters be allowed in church? But we're not going to go there today. Um, what I did was I posted a um, question sticker on to my Instagram story, and I asked that same question that I just asked you guys. So what I'm going to do now is read the responses that I got um, from that, as well as some from um, some teachers and pastors that I reached out to. Um, a few of them gave me some Bible verses, so I'm going to read those first, and I'll, before I read them, I'll, I'll tell you what they kind of have to do with. Um, and if you have any comments that you want to make on anything I say, whether it be from a verse or one of the responses... Feel free to just jump in and stop me. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep going through it. Um, so the first verse has to do with being called, and it has to um, do with who Jesus called. It's Mark 2.17, and it says, On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Um, the next two verses have to do with love. Um, specifically, one is Jesus' love, another is um who we are supposed to love as Jesus' followers. The first one is 1 Peter 4, 8, and it says, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Mm. And the second one is John fifteen twelve, and it says, My commandment is this, love each other as I have loved you. Mm. Um, the next mm. verse has to do something with repentance. It's Acts two thirty eight. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the same of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins 
and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, that came from one of the pastors and something he had to say, so it, that'll make a little bit more sense when we get there. And then the last text um, also came from, I think it was the same pastor, um, and so it might make a little more, bit more sense when we get there, but it's Revelation 22, tw- uh, 22.17, and it has to do with choosing a side. And it says, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. Mm. Um, so now I'm going to go through and read the responses that I got, um, either from that Instagram sticker or from reaching out to some teachers and pastors. This first one, I believe, came from a teacher. Um, it says, yes, they 100% are. Sadly, some churches may be safer than others, but I believe that it is true whether you are LGBTQIA, etc. or not. Satan is working hard to place obstacles between us and God. This is true regardless of sexual orientation. Um, The next one, uh, they should come but shouldn't get comfortable. Um, And what the person meant by that is they shouldn't be baptized because that goes against what we believe, what we preach, our doctrines, that kind of stuff. Um, the next person said, all sinners are welcome. Yes, they should be, because who are we to tell someone they can't worship? None of us are righteous enough for that. Mm, that's deep. Um, God accepts all people the way they are, and even though we may not support them, we should try to accept them as they are, even if we don't agree with them. Yes, because they are humans just like all of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they are still people, and God loves everyone. Yes to worship, but no to leadership positions. And I asked them what this meant, um, and I have an answer for this later on. Um, And I asked them what this meant, but they never got back to me. So if I hadn't reached out to other pastors and things, I would still not know what they meant by this, but I do, and we'll get there um, in a minute. Uh, Yes, because the Bible tells us to love everyone, and everyone should be able to hear the word of God. And this is where the verse on love comes in. Um, or where the two verses of love come in. Yes, because they are human too. Why the heck is that even a question? God loves everyone, in all caps, with like 25 exclamation marks. (laughs) God says to love everyone. It doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, or lesbian. Everyone needs Jesus. Come as you are. And we should be... This this actually is a response from um, one of my friends who is gay. Um, he said we should be, but I feel like we aren't. Mm. Um, um, I feel like the churches or like gay people or LGBTQ people are like, I feel like they shouldn't be like, they should feel welcomed. And I don't, I don't think that the SDA churches like do a good job about like upon that opinion. And I think that they should always feel welcome. Yeah. Even though, like, they don't, the SDA church doesn't, like, feel welcoming. Well, with the whole, um, you know, church is not doing something about this, like, coming from someone who's lived in multiple places, I, I could say that some churches are different from others in the respect that, say, one church I went to was very conservative and strict and, like... Mm-hmm basically went into all the fine print and then like other churches I've been to have been a lot more laid back and just like, Hey, as long as you're here to worship, you're, we're okay with you. 
I've definitely, definitely um, witnessed that. Um, maybe not necessarily on something like this, but on other scales, there's definitely, um, well, as a, uh, as a person who really likes music, um, and so, like, is into all kinds of music and stuff, I can tell when, almost immediately, I can tell what a church allows and doesn't allow as far as music as soon as I walk mm, in the door. Yeah, exactly. Just because of that, like, air that's around the building. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely true. There are churches that are way different than others. Um, okay, so these next, um, well, these next two came from um, pastors, and then we're going to talk about something that one of them says a little bit, and then we'll get on to um, another pastor who I actually sat down and met with face-to-face, and we had a conversation that lasted almost an hour, I think it was. Um, and he went very, very deep into the subject, and I was just like, whoa, there's more on this than I realized. Um so this next one says, anyone is welcome in our church and welcome to worship with us. However, before they become a baptized member, repentance must take place. This is where that Acts 2.38 verse comes in. Um, the reason that they are welcome to worship, uh, to our worship service is because we are all in need of God's love and grace. Mm-hmm. Also, Revelation 22.17 says, whoever will let him take the water of life freely. The purpose of the church is to evangelize to the wor- world with the gospel of Christ. Thus, we should welcome all people, classes of society into our fellowship or other functions we may have take place within our church or outreach buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other pastor said, absolutely, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 uh, in the ESV version records the words of Jesus, come to me all who are labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Um, he said, I think church is to be a place where the welcome of Jesus is experienced, including for LGBTQ plus individuals. Hmm. Um, so I was doing a little bit of research on my own, and I came across something that said uh, people who profess to be LGBTQ plus um, have to be disfellowshipped. And I was like, okay, what's that? Um, so I also I asked some of the pastors, what that was, and disfellowship is the removal of a person's name from church membership by the vote of the local church um, in a business session. So disfellowship isn't kicking them out of the church, it's just removing their name from the membership book. Um, And I guess this is something that happens for all kinds of different um, cases, not just LGBTQ+. Um, So now I'm going to read the... um, response from the pastor that I sat down and talked with face to face um there's the response it's fairly large and then there's some other things that we'll kind of like dig into because he mentioned them so I questioned them on it um but he said this he said the Seventh-day Adventist Church welcomes everyone God says come as you are and that's why and that's what we tell people to do They cannot hold office positions, and their names will be removed from the books. This is because being homosexual goes against our doctrines, beliefs, etc. However, we we as Christians are supposed to be understanding and offer a comforting, helping hand to those who are looking for a way out. Um, A lot of them feel trapped, and we should be there with them every step of the journey. The church is not only supposed to be a place of information, but also of transformation, changing lifestyles, whatever that may mean for a specific person, to become like Christ. God hates all sin, no matter how big or small. Any form of fornication is forbidden. It's not just homosexuality, it's stuff like 
sex outside of marriage, and all kinds of other things. Seventh-day Adventists are opposed to homosexual practices and relationships. This was, like, a key part. Like, you knew, you knew it was because he said it more than once and, like, stopped so it would sink in. We are opposed to homosexual practices and relationships. And that comes from the Seventh-day Adventist statement of homosexuality, like the official one. Mm. Um, like I said, it's important. Notice it said homosexual practices and relationships, not the people. We as a church are not opposed to the people. We are opposed to their practices and relationships. They are still human and still children of God. Um, in the conversation we had, he mentioned something about people who may have the feelings or like maybe attracted to the same sex or something, but they don't actually do the practices. Um, so like in other words, we'll go back to Evan's example of Simon. Simon's, Simon's gay. He likes other dudes, but he doesn't actually go and sleep with other dudes or that kind of stuff. Um, so I asked him what, if anything, makes that different in the sense of, like, um, could they still, like, hold office or, like, does that make it different for them? Are they treated different or are they still, like, just thrown in the group with the homosexual homosexuals because that's who they are? Um, and he said that because they have professed to be homosexual, they still get their names removed from the books and all that. Um, they're also probably treated the exact same as if they were practicing homosexual practices just because that is how we as sinners treat people who aren't the same as us. Mm. It's probably really uncomfortable for them, just like it can be really uncomfortable for us sometimes. Um, so then I asked them, what about someone who's, say, transgender um, but then comes to find the truth and reverts back to their original um, gender. So, you know, somebody was born a girl, changes to a man, and then goes back to being a girl. Um, he, he actually used an example of somebody like that. She has a great testimony. Um, I'm not sure where to find it. I'll have to look for it. But he actually uh, mentioned that. Um, can they, I asked them, could they hold offices again? Because they've come, they've found the truth. They've gone back to what they originally were. Um, so are they like clear? Can they hold offices? Um, and he said that people, people like that could potentially hold an office position again. Yes. Will they, however, that all depends on the church, how open slash welcoming they are. And if they allow for that person to hold an office position or not. Of course, someone like this is always going to have um, the shame that comes with that kind of thing to deal with that we as sinners give them, not so much like the shame that they were, quote, bad people or something, but just the shame that other people give to them. Mm. Um, so they might not want to hold an office position. They might not ask, hey, can I teach Sabbath school or something, just because they don't want to deal with that shame that we're going to put onto them. Um, and he gave me uh, this website that has a lot of great testimonies, and they actually have a um, documentary about people who were in the homosexual lifestyle and have, like, converted um, and stuff, and it's comingoutministries.org. Um, that documentary, actually, right now, I don't know how long it's going to last, but right now you can get it f uh, for free if you download it. Um, so I actually did that because I'm actually interested and planning on watching it. Um, again, that's comingoutministries.org. Um, and there was, just to close this kind of all off before we go back into a little bit of open discussion, 
Um, there was a quote that I really liked from the official um, Seventh-day Adventist statement on homosexuality, and it was, it's this. As his disciples, Seventh-day Adventists endeavor to follow the Lord's instruction and example, living a life of Christ-like compassion and faithfulness. Um, so I think my personal opinion on this whole thing, because I didn't share that at the beginning, is absolutely, we should definitely, they should definitely be welcome. Um, and then I also agree with this pastor here that, you know, we need to like be there for them every step of the way if they're, you know, if they're one of those people that feel trapped and are trying to get out of that lifestyle, then who are they going to have if we're just sitting in the pew judging them like we always do? Mm. Um, obviously, you're going to have some that are going to be um, just fine. They don't want to change. They want to live the life they want the way they want to live it. Um, but for those people that do, we need to be there for them. And then even for those that don't, we need to be understanding. We need to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. We need to have all of like we need to have all of Christ's like characters towards them. Um, so that's my personal opinion. I definitely, because I have friends who are um, homosexual or trans or something like that, it kind of it um, affects me and is like really, really something that um, I'm losing the words here. But it's really something that I'm into, and so like, if I see people, like if my if one of my friends who's that were to come to my church, and I saw them being treated badly. I'm going to get mad, but I'm not going to get mad that my friend's there. I'm going to get mad at my church because they're treating him like garbage, you know? Because that's not what we're supposed to do as Christians. Um, So now that we've gone through all the other responses, and thank you all, by the way, um, those of you that did respond, thank you um, for that and um, for allowing me to use this in this episode, even though you probably didn't know I was going to do that. Um, I kept it all anonymous on purpose just for that reason but thank you all for your responses um but now that we've gone through those and some verses and some other stuff have your opinions changed or been added to or anything like that um since when i asked you at the very beginning of this episode well since i've since i already believed um that lgbtq people can go to can come to our SDA church, like, it hasn't changed, but it kind of opened my mind that <clears throat> that we are as well sinners. We sin as well, you know? And I think that it's kind of, it kind of opened my mind on how we can't really judge them and we can't really talk about them until we understand the full situation. And, yeah, we should really under, try to understand them before we try to talk to them and understand the situation, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. What about you, Gio? Um, bro, it's, 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 for me, I don't even know. Like, this, this subject just, uh, I don't know, bro. Because legit, the first thing, like, why are we, why are we worrying about, like, you know, the LGBT and them coming into like, and them coming into our church, when us ourselves are like, can't even get things right now. Nah, uh, yeah, true. That's such a literally, good point. We're, we're, it's it's literally just like you know, that mom and dad situation. Like, 
your brother's doing something and you're like, Mom, he, he's doing it again. And then your mom's like, leave him alone. Mind your own business. Did you finish what you needed to do? Mm-hmm. That's literally the situation. Like, if we would, if we would, you know, have a, ugh, a goal, a legitimate goal of like, okay, this is what I'm gonna look forward to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this church bigger. I'm gonna bring people into the church. I'm gonna tell people about God. What, what in your, who? Okay, let me ask you this, Nathan. What in you know? If, just playing the devil's advocate, Bruh, Literally, we're over. Um, let me ask you this: Who in the right mind would, if there is a seven day Adventist, would have, you know, one of their goals be, I need to rid the church of gay people. Like, or, like, people that are from a part of the LGBT. Yeah. Lit- who, who in their right mind would have that goal? How, let me ask you a question. Why would God support that? Yeah, I don't, I don't honestly, I mean, like, I don't think he does. Like, I does, actually, I know he doesn't. I like, know for a fact that he doesn't. And... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, if, it. For me, it's just something that's like, I don't see God as that type of person. Like, you know, when Jesus came down, he was, you know, he was with prostitutes. He was with tax collectors. He was with all these people. Right. Because, you know, like the Bible, it says, and everybody knows, like, he loves everybody. We're all his children. So why? Right. Why? Who who in their right mind would be like, oh, God called me to get rid of all the homosexuals or get rid of all the I don't know people that might smoke or something like who who who's gonna do that that's like that's kind of sick honestly yeah and like let me remind everyone like in Jesus's story the ones who turned out to be the bad guys in the end were the people judging everyone and like you know just going after everyone for every little thing they were doing wrong Mm. Uh, this is true it's the the ones who are quote unquote perfect and holy that are they're like oh no i'm i'm all set i got my room reserved in heaven and everything those are the ones that often turn out to be the not so nice ones as like in jesus's time was like what the pharisees and sadducees and stuff they're Mm -hmm. like oh we are holier than thou and god's like yeah but these children got a better chance of getting to heaven than you or something like that you know it's yeah, it's it's really messed up. <clears throat> Literally and also like if if God came for rich people, doctors, you know, people that are rich, the Bible would be so much different, Nathan. It would be so much different. I'm not even joking. Oh, for sure. I mean it would be I it probably wouldn't even be as it wouldn't be um quite as like big if like it was that if that was the case because you know there he wouldn't have to like perform any miracles or anything well <clears throat> i have a question for you guys i'm sorry if, it's, if i'm kind of breaking the flow of the no no go for it definitely but go for it. um <clears throat> but do you guys think that um lgbtq plus people can 
go to heaven because the Lord is fair, right? And it's definitely like the Lord understands um, what we go through and, you know, he's fair. And like, do you guys think that homosexuals and lesbians and LGBTQ plus people can be saved? Well, I'll answer. I'll answer this this question, Nathan. Okay. Um, I have a little bit to say too, but we'll so let you go I. first. <laughs> I I gotta think my answer through here a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, I wish I knew the Bible verse, but um, in the Bible it says we are held accountable for the things that we know. Mm, yeah. And so, it really depends on you know how much you know yourself for you if in your heart god hasn't you know shown you the message of like oh you know the lgbt the lgbtq is bad then that's for you it's it's not you know it's not for me well, it really depends because how I see it, it's not for it's not for me to tell you what's right and wrong. And I have to say that with caution. I say that with so much caution it's not even funny. Right, yeah, this is Emmanuel went way deep here and uh it's very um, touchy. Um because yeah. this is actually as I was talking to you that pastor in our little conversation, it wasn't really an interview but a conversation I actually thought of that question that you asked. And I was like, I, I, as I was thinking about it, and just before I thought about asking him, I didn't actually ask him, um, but just before I thought about asking him, I was like, you know, if I do this, I'm pretty much writing a whole nother episode because, like, we could go on and on and on yeah. for this, honestly. Um, I definitely agree with what Gio said because, yes, you can only be held accountable for what you know. Um, but if if you're in the church, then you're going to at some point, come across the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what that um, that pastor was saying, was like, we need to be there that whole time, like, holding their hand, quote-unquote, just, like, supporting them to get through that journey, to, like, quote, convert. I don't really want to use that word, but it's the only one that can come to my mind. Um, because now they know the truth, and so, like, in order for them to, by the stand, uh, not standards, but by the... Um, by the Bible, they have to, like, repent and become baptized and everything in order to be saved. I don't know what to say about those that don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's that other group. There's a group that's in the church that's going to know, but going to be like, oh, I don't care. I want to do whatever I want to do. Well, mm-hmm. them, probably not a high chance of being saved, in my personal opinion. But that, again, I don't know because I'm not God. Um, but then, of course, you got everybody that's out in, like, just let's just say the world. They're out in the world. They don't necessarily know um, that it is goes against what God teaches. Because um, you're going to have, like, good people. Like, we know we're going to have, like, um, Catholics and all kinds of other religious groups up there. So you're going to have people who are really good and, like, true and stuff. People out in the world who are homosexual or trans or something who, like, probably won't know the truth, what about them? Are they going to 
like because they're good people and you get judged or whatever the word is based on what you know, are they going to get to go to heaven or mm-hmm. because they go against what God teaches, are they not? Like, you know, that, that that's where it gets really, really um, touchy for me, I think, is the ones who are good, genuinely good people, but who don't know, who are out in the world that, like, we just haven't met or something, you know? Um, I think Evan had something he wanted to say on this. Evan? Well, let me ask this question. Am I going to hell for lying to Nathan about taking a drink from him or something? Sin is sin. That's where that went? Um, We're not going to go into that. Uh, Okay. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, sin is sin. Like, And God forgives you, so it's not like... You did it. You're done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, okay. I can't really. Let me let me say something about Nate, what Nathan said. Um, one part of me wants to accept and support your statement, but or your opinion, but the other part of me wants to disagree because um, you see, um, someone once told me um, that since the Lord is fair. Um, he is also, like, see, if the Lord is fair, you're going to have uh, met those, like, you know, um, let's say, let's say you're homosexual and <clears throat> you don't really know that you haven't really discovered and you're in the world and you haven't discovered that, say, being gay is bad, then I feel like that wouldn't be necessarily true because I feel like if the Lord was fair then he would already have um, made you seen and you like make made you heard about God's word and how the Lord says that being homosexual is bad but that's just my opinion I mean like it just it just pisses me off that like some people are just so quick to you know Look at all their flaws, but, like, they won't even look at their own flaws and try to fix that before yeah. worrying about everybody else. That's, that's a huge, mm-hmm. huge problem with society as a whole today, but especially especially our church. We're very, very quick to judge the newcomer or the guy that looks different from us when really they might be better than we are in a, in a sense. Um, that is true. That is ben, true. do you have any opinion or anything? You've been kind of quiet over there. No. <laughs> okay. Well, like, I mean, um, like, I have to address something that Evan said because, like, some people might take it the wrong way. Um, I have, like, what she's, like, I don't know if, like, okay, so y- you said that, like, God would, like, God would forgive you. But like you have to ask for forgiveness. I don't know if you were if you were going to mention that too. Hmm. That's true. That's true. Um speaking on what Evan said, God does forgive you, but he's also the God, God of justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yes. He has to give out justice. So if you don't repent and ask for forgiveness, then you, you played your hand, and that's what you're stuck with. But even, exactly. even still, even though God, like Ben said, God is the God of justice, even though, 
like you repent there's there are times where there are there has to be consequences oh like right, for sure like we look at we look at david and how he killed uriah and he took uriah's wife for his own mm. and they had a child and i think was it the prophet nathan um yes 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 it was it was nathan the prophet yep yeah and the prophet nathan was he came up to well he went to david and he told him about he talked to him about his sin and how what god saw and what how god felt about it and he told him that he was going to lose his son because of the sin that he committed mm-hmm. right and even still he david repented and even though god took his child from him he still like had a really tight relationship with god mm, that's true and so you have to remember that like asking god for forgiveness is like a very key factor in right with it's like living your life you can't you can't steal cookies out of the cookie jar time after time and keep saying i'm sorry forgive me whatever without the consequence of your parents eventually just you know you're a liar so did you steal cookies from the cookie jar no mommy i didn't i don't believe you i swear i'm being honest this time i didn't actually go count them they're all there nope i don't believe you you stole cookies go to your room you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. like if you just keep doing it or you don't or yeah if you just keep doing it um you're gonna have consequences or but then there's the things like you said the story of david where it was just that one-time decision. Well, one-time, very loosely, decision. Um, and there was a consequence. It was like, well, pff, this is what it's going to be now. Sorry, you did that to yourself. Um, this is great. Um, we have gone quite a ways from the initial question, which is good. Um, it can also be dangerous because it, you know, it's, a, again, a very sensitive subject, and it did get kind of iffy there for a minute um i'm starting to wonder what's gonna how much feedback that's gonna be positive we'll be getting um it also has allowed us to make an episode that is our longest yet um so that's awesome Um, but i think we're gonna end it here for now we can definitely um probably maybe even actually interview a few pastors or something um about the subject of will they be in heaven or not um if you guys want that as content um, please just let us know, and we'll do that. Otherwise, yeah, we we'll also have a find something else to do. Yeah, this would definitely be worthy of part two. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We could probably do maybe even part three of this. Um, so our email for you to send your inquir inquiries. There we go. Inquiries. <laughs> um, inquiries to okay. is freshguac seventy seven at gmail dot com. Um, you can also drop comments on our anchor. Um, account, which is also Fresh Guac. Not literally, but you know what we mean. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so we thank you for listening to this episode. Um, we hope that, again, we apologize if we've offended anybody. Uh, that was not on our, our intention. Our intention was just to explore um, a reoccurring issue that happens within our church. Um, thank you again for tuning in, and we will see you again next time.